بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد The next point that he makes is وَإِذَا صَلَّيْتَ فَصَلِّ صَلَاةَ مُوَدِّئٍ When you pray then your prayer should be the prayer of the one who is uh, who is basically giving farewell to someone when you see seeing somebody off there's a certain sentiment in that just think about it you know one is that somebody's come to visit you or somebody lives with you the way you act with them every day is a very normal kind of uh, behavior that you have the emotion is there's nothing special it's just like you're with them all the time However, when you see somebody off, they're going somewhere, then imagine the thoughts in your mind. <clears throat> the thoughts in your mind that, oh, he's going, she's going, what's going to happen, you know, where there's going to be separation between us. All of these thoughts come in the mind. And what that does as human beings, I'm sure we can all relate to this, it creates a greater connection. You start actually feeling more love for a person in their absence sometimes than when they're around because you take it for granted when something is around but when you're seeing somebody off then imagine all of the feelings and emotions in your mind so we're supposed to do that for salat with every salat as though this is the final salat and then I'm gonna go after this this has to make a massive difference just imagine it's the final salat of our life what kind of emotion and sentiment we'll have in our heart towards that prayer I mean just imagine this is my final salat and I know that the first thing to be questioned about on the Day of Judgment is Salat, right? The last thing the Prophet ﷺ said was Salat. Before he passed away, the last words were, As-Salat, As-Salat, wa ma malakat aymanukum, wa ma malakat yaminukum. Which means, prayer, prayer, meaning, observe the prayer, be careful about your prayer. That's his last words, before he stopped speaking, before he said, Ar-Rafiq al-A'la, right? These were his last words. Salat, Salat, and that which your right hand possesses. Look after your slaves. Like, you know, be very careful about them. Be very considerate towards them. Fulfill their rights. So the Salat is the final thing the Prophet ﷺ said. Salat is the first thing to be questioned about on the Day of Judgment. It is the main pillar of faith. And it is the thing we do most often. <clears throat> and it's the thing we do most often and that's why it becomes routine. And that's why the challenge of it is, is that for each salat to make it as though it's salat muaddin. Imagine the brain power you need for that. Imagine the feeling, the sentiment you need for that. It's so difficult. But it's to know that this is what we must do that will help us go beyond the salat that we do perform, which is full of heedlessness. Because we're just trying to get it in, in time. Jalla, let's just pray namaz. Let's get namaz out of the way. That's our approach to these things generally. I mean, when we think, Alhamdulillah, we're doing Salat, there's a lot of people who are not doing Salat. But this is where we hope to, inshallah, get. That's why, I think I mentioned part of this last week, Hushayim, who was the student of Mansur ibn Zazan al-Thaqafi al-Wasiti, His student said about him that if somebody said to his teacher Mansur that the angel of death is on your door, he wouldn't be able to do any further action. Meaning he wouldn't say, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. 
he was already perfect in his approach. Mansur ibn al-Mu'tamir al-Sulami al-Kufi from Kufa. Now, the first person we talked about is Wasit. Wasit is close to Kufa. And we're talking about Kufa. Yeah, these, these were some great people that lived in these places. Qala Sufyan al-Thawri. Sufyan al-Thawri is his student. Mansur ibn Mu'tamir's student. Sufyan al-Thawri, as you know, is a major hadith master, hadith scholar. <clears throat> he said, لو رأيت منصورا يصلي, If you see Mansur praying, لقلت يموت الساعة, You would think that he's going to die now. Meaning that this is such a prayer, as though he's going to die, this is the way he's making his prayer. Which goes to show that there's a certain approach to prayer for a person who is doing a farewell prayer. There's probably certain body language, certain action, certain expression of the face, a certain approach and human beings are very transparent in general that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the people on the day of judgment and others right? that their faces some will be downcast some will be resplendent which is essentially the place where you can read what a person is thinking generally most people you can kind of get a lot of idea of how they're feeling from their face he said that Zaida ibn Qudama, who is another student of his, said, Mansur fasted for 40 years. And in the nights of those 40 years that he fasted, he used to make tahajjud and vigil at night. He, he would pretty much cry the whole night. In the morning, he would wake up and kahala aynayhi. He would put antimony, surma, in his eyes. And he would put oil on his hair, dahana ra'sa. He would do all of this. His mother would say to him, Aqatalta qatilan. Have you just like, killed somebody? or Why do you keep crying for? Likathrati ma tara min bukaihi wa wajalihi wa ibadatihi lillahi ta'ala. Have you committed such a major sin that you've killed somebody? Which is probably the worst thing you can do. Qatl is one of the worst things you can do. Killing somebody. So his mother used to say, is that how you've... Have you just killed somebody and that's why you're doing all of this worship and this crying? So then he would say that, أنا أعلم بما صنعت نفسي. I know what myself has done. I know what myself has done. Unfortunately, this state doesn't come to most of us. Most of us don't get this state. We're just using these stories for inspiration that we can get somewhere, inshallah. That if we don't wake up, then we start waking up. If we don't cry at all, then we try to cry sometimes. If we don't do enough worship, then we try to do some amount of worship. And if we do worship, then we try to be better in our worship. That's what I feel that these stories that they serve. Then he says, meaning, Allama uh, Muhasibi continues in his nasiha, he says, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّكَ لَن تَجِدْ تَعْمَ الْإِيمَانِ حَتَّى تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ Now this is a matter of faith, this is a matter of aqidah. Why are we talking about that here? He says that know that you will never feel the sweetness of faith until you believe in qadr, until you believe in destiny, predestination, Allah's knowledge that of everything that is to occur, that He had the knowledge, both the good and the bad. Until you don't believe in that fully, you will never feel the sweetness of faith. 
you will never feel the sweetness of faith until you believe in qadr and you know so much truth in these words in these words and the reason of it is that you know the biggest spoiler of our faith one is the clear spoilers which are sins right they're the clear spoilers but i'm talking about somebody who tries to avoid sin who tries to do good deeds a person who's on the path a person who's focused a person who wants to get something who's trying to be cautious for such a person the challenges generally are emotional challenges they're not necessarily external sins they're emotional challenges i feel so far from allah i feel so let down i feel so dejected they lose hope they lose hope they become despondent if something doesn't go right for example somebody for the last six months looking for a job he can't find a job if he does have a job it requires huge commuting it requires you to deal maybe the place that you work is not morally correct for you because maybe the your supervisor your the person above you is not very good with you you don't feel right in that environment so you feel extremely these are things that make you dejected clearly it's a human reaction generally that when something goes wrong in your life you feel dejected about these things something isn't going right however by increasing your knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by really pondering over what Allah is saying in the Quran in the verses that in all the verses you then start to understand Allah more and then you will never complain about Allah yeah you will have these moments but you'll be able to overcome them and get a freshness of your approach small small things will not depress you because everything is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala both the good and bad is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when something wrong happens when something doesn't go according to plan when something doesn't work out for you well you say well I tried my best as long as I know I tried my best then no problem it didn't work okay let's move on we'll find something else we'll find something else to do so you will never feel the sweetness of faith and the sweetness of faith is when a person feels connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he feels the blessing of that what this means is that until you know and you are convinced that what comes to you what has come to you what you have received it would never have missed you this was for me from Allah one is I've got it and I'm like I got it I got it that's selfishness another feeling is this has come to me, Allah gave it to me, alhamdulillah. Yes, I made an effort to get it. I worked hard to get this. I slaved 24 hours a day for, you know, for several months to make up this money to buy this, for example. I know to get to this position, I really worked hard. But I'm attributing it to Allah, knowing that this was written for me from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why it would never have missed me. And that which has missed me, it would never have come to me. It was just not going to happen. So why should I worry now? Look, I tried my best. I did all the petitioning that I could. I filled in the forms. I paid the money. I hired a lawyer maybe. Whatever it may be. I tried my best. It didn't happen. Okay, what am I supposed to do now? Man, all my money has gone to waste. Why did I waste my time doing this? 
yeah, if it does come out to be a futile attempt, which we should have known better about, then yes, you can um, uh, abuse yourself for a while if you want to. But if that was not the case, then it was the best thing, be, be, according to the best advice, istikhara, etc. And then it didn't happen. Alhamdulillah, something better for me. Something better for me. There's this one person who wants to get married to a Hindu woman. Uh, at work, she's working with a Muslim guy. And they, mashallah, you know, they uh, made a relationship. But I said mashallah because she became a Muslim out of it. And then after that, it, there was no way his family would accept. So, her, in her mind, she loves this guy so much that she's asking the question, will I be with him in Jannat? That's the only way I can convince myself that and con comfort myself that I've lost him now but she's become Muslim out of it became Muslim for the right reasons Alhamdulillah though the reason the, the beginning reason was this, was this man right? now he can't marry her so now she now she knows she's going to marry somebody else but right now she's thinking that there's no way that I will be able to take him out of my mind so my response was that look that's a um, basically her question was that if, I, if somebody does get married then to somebody else and they have a decent lifestyle and you know they fulfill each other's rights will she have to be with him in Jannat because generally you're with your spouse in Jannat so will you have to be in Jannat with your spouse can I not choose somebody else afterwards very complicated questions in a sense but the way the way I explained it is that look number one you'll get what you want in Jannat number two this is a very early period you've just broken up with somebody in the sense right that's why your emotions are very high over time, Allah has given us this ability to forget things, for things to wear out. There's many other fish in the ocean, right? And you can always, uh, love is something you can always transplant, you know, of something else. Though you don't think you can do that at the, at the same time, right? So, knowing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this was not gonna come to me, can you imagine how easy this would make it? When you know that this isn't supposed to, because Allah doesn't want it to come to me, finished. It just makes it so much easier to deal with these emotions in our life. Uh, Ubadah ibn Samit radiallahu anhu, uh, he relates, um, and this is mentioned in the Sunan of Abu Dawood, that Ubadah ibn Samit, the Sahabi, he said once to his son at death, Ya Bunayya, Ya Bunayya, O my son, innaka lan tajid you can never gain the taste of the reality of faith. The reality of Iman, you cannot get the taste of that. You will not receive the taste of it. Until you know clearly that that which, is gonna, that which comes to you would never have missed you. And that which has missed you would never have come to you. So this is based, this advice of Muhasibi is actually based on this narration of Imam Abu Dawud. Ubadah ibn Samit gave that uh, advice to his son and he said, I heard the Prophet saying, so he's basing on what Rasulullah said, that Allah, the first thing that Allah created was the qalam, was the pen. Inna awwala ma khalaqallahu al-qalama. First thing he created was the pen. And then he told the pen, uktub. And the pen said, Rabbi wa madha aktub. I'm just a pen, what should I write? I need information. I need a feed, data feed. What should I write? 
قال اكتب مقادير كل شيء حتى تقوم الساعة write the apportionment of everything write the decrees of everything right مقادير right write the decree the allotment the apportionment what each thing is going to have or get or be like write all of this that is going to happen until the day of judgment now we understand these things very easily you you know you uh, you have these computer pens and other things you, you put a feed inside then it will just you know in the early days how would you understand this you know but now it's so easy for us to understand smart pens that they could write something you know like that they could produce something nowadays computers and so on and so forth ya bunayya he said, Oh my son, he said, Inni sami'tu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, I've heard Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Man mata ala ghayri hadha falaysa minni. Anybody who dies without this belief, without this state, without believing that whatever comes to you will never miss you and whatever has missed you will never come to you. If they don't die with this faith, they're not from me. They're not on my path. Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu, similar is related to him uh, from him and if you look at this all of this is being taught at a young age because our children need this young people need this because you have to develop this otherwise if you grow up with misconstrued ideas about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they become more dangerous they become more dangerous because we uh, get bolder as we grow right and we're more liable the older we get because you're mature now but if a t if a 10 year old kid says something crazy or an 8 year old or an 11 year old before Baliq he's supposed to be innocent supposed to be forgiven f hasn't fully developed yet but the older we get then it's a problem so if you look here both Ubadah ibn Samit is teaching that to, the uh, to his son right? we don't know how old his son is so I mean that that's there but Abdullah ibn Abbas in this case was definitely young because he mentions that. He says, once I was behind the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ, when he passed away, Abdullah ibn Abbas was still quite young. So um, he is definitely, the most he could be is an early teenager. And it's probably much younger than that when this happened. Wallahu alam. So once I was behind the Prophet ﷺ, he was the same animal. He was sitting behind the Prophet ﷺ. And he said to me, Ya Ghulam, O child, so he's a child, right? Inni u'allimuka kalimat. I'm going to tell you a few words. I'm going to teach you a few things. You be mindful of Allah and Allah will be mindful of you. In fact, Be mindful of Allah and you will always find Him in front of you. Meaning His assistance will always be there if you're mindful of Allah. What does it mean by being mindful of Allah though? So I've never felt Allah in front of me. I've never sensed Him. I've never observed Him. Well, how many times have you thought of Allah when you're doing something? Have you only thought of Allah when something went wrong? Do you understand? We generally think of Allah when things go wrong. We're supposed to think of Allah when doing that. When you've got that wukuf qalbi, when you've got that full consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will see Him in front of you. Okay, something's gone wrong here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what He wanted. I haven't got it. That's what Allah wanted. Inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. I've lost this. That's what happened. Because when you're in tune with Allah, right from the beginning, then you'll understand. So he says, you will find him in front of you. And if you ever ask anything, ask from Allah. When you seek any kind of assistance, ask it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah makes us say this over and over again every day. 
Makes us say this every day. Wa'lam, and then this is the, this is the main part. Know that al ummah, if the entire nation, if the entire ummah was together to benefit you with anything, be shayin with any small thing, lam yanfa'uka illa bi shayin qad like they would not be able to benefit you except what Allah has decreed. And if they gather together to harm you in some way, whether they're jealous of you, whether they criticize you, whether they want to come and rob you, whatever it may be, lam they will not be able to harm you except with what Allah has written for you to lose. Now, if that does happen, of course, if we've left a window open or we were handbag was uh, you know open and for everybody to see the phone was just left on the table and somebody stole it then we understand that it's our mistake but if we've taken all precaution and then thing went and you couldn't have done anything better then why are you crying for it's the nature of the world you did everything that you could do and then it still went wrong don't people break into banks don't people break into security companies? You know, secure places? It happens. It's just the nature of this world. Don't cry over it. Move on. Things can be replaced. Rufi'atil aqlam Because the pens have been lifted and the pages now have been dried of this book. Imam Tirmidhi has related this. The Prophet's dua is as follows in this regard. Uh, we'll read it at least once and then, you know, if somebody wants it, they can. Allahumma inni as'aluka imanan yubashiru qalbi hatta a'lama annahu la yusibuni illa ma katabtali waraddini minal ma'ishati bima qasamtali This is related from the bazaar. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, Oh Allah, I ask you for such iman, which is like a skin on my heart. Yubashiru qalbi, which is intimately in my heart. That's the kind of iman I want. Not an iman that I claim and profess, but an iman that is in my heart. Until I know, I mean, it's, it, it, it permeates my heart to such a degree, until I know that nothing is going to, Strike me except that which you've written for me. And he said, وَرَدِّنِي, رَدِّنِي from uh, Rida, and give me so much satisfaction, give me such a satisfaction in life, min al in life or in my earnings or in my everyday um, uh, uh, livelihood. Satisfy me in my livelihood, in my everyday livelihood, with what you have allotted for me with what you have said, this is my part. Give me satisfaction in that much. We don't know how much that is, by the way. Right? Nobody knows. But whatever it is, make me satisfied. That means if I'm getting less today, I'm satisfied. If I get more today, uh, tomorrow, I'm satisfied. If I get less afterwards, I'm satisfied. I'm never going to freak out about it. I may feel concerned, but I'm never going to freak out about it. So satisfy me in my livelihood with what you have distributed. There's some interesting stories here which inshallah we'll cover next time about this. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
strengthen our iman in the qadr and um, if you if you haven't uh, done so already then because qadr and how you relate the whole thing to free will and all of that is so complicated we don't know the boundaries of these things and because it definitely is a very complicated thing to understand uh, the simple thing is that oh allah you know just let me be satisfied with whatever happens but to get an understanding a better understanding uh, there's a lecture that we did some time ago and it's online it's called uh, don't be depressed you don't be depressed you don't know your future right so i believe it's very based on the feedback we've got on that particular lecture uh, it's helped a lot of people in making sense of difficulties in their life once you can make any sense of any difficulty in your life and figure it out it becomes easier so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that easier for us akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alamin allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakta ya dhal jalali wal ikram allahumma ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika astaghfir اللهم يا حنان يا من لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين سبحان الله العلي الأعلى الوهاب اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم والله we ask you for your attention we ask you for your compassion we ask you for forgiveness والله we ask you for purity we ask you for forgiveness we ask you for purity والله we ask you for obedience O oh Allah, we ask that you make your obedience beloved in our heart, your disobedience hated in our heart. O oh Allah, fill our hearts with your light. O oh Allah, allow us to be connected to you. O oh Allah, allow us to be have full faith in you. O oh Allah, grant us <coughs> the level of the Salihin, the level of your awliya. O oh Allah, grant us the same stations that they have experienced. O oh Allah, we ask you for afia in this world and especially in the hereafter. We ask you for protection from the hellfire. O oh Allah, grant us protection. O oh Allah, make us in this world that we enjoy our salat and we get the pleasure and we feel the sweetness of faith. O oh Allah, grant us the sweetness of faith. O oh Allah, grant us the sweetness of faith. O oh Allah, we may be doing various different things. We may be thinking we're doing these for our faith and to help the people and to help others. O oh Allah, grant us complete ikhlas and sincerity in this regard. O oh Allah, grant us strength in this regard. O oh Allah, grant us support in this regard. O oh Allah, we ask you to protect us from all of the evils that may be out there. O oh Allah, we ask that you protect us, our children, our progeny, until the day of judgment. O oh Allah, we ask that you help and assist the Muslimin wherever they may be around the world. That you help the Muslimin of Iraq and Syria. O oh Allah and Palestine and all the other places in the world which are suffering, we ask you for assistance, we ask you for help. O oh Allah, we ask that you make us individuals who have compassion and care for others. O oh Allah, that are concerned about what our fellow Muslims may be, may be facing. O oh Allah, we ask you that you give us assistance to help them. You grant us barakah in what you have given us. O oh Allah, we ask you for special compassion. O oh Allah, and for your mercy, and to make the stages of the hereafter easy for us. O oh Allah, we ask that you send your abundant blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And all of those who are sick in our families, in our relatives, and those that we know, 
and those who we have association with. Oh Allah, we ask you to remove, remove that illness, grant them relief, grant them relief. Those who passed away from those who we know locally and elsewhere and otherwise. Oh Allah, we ask you to give them, grant them forgiveness. Oh Allah, we ask you to bless us on this day. And do not let any one of us be returned from here without being forgiven. Oh Allah, we ask you for forgiveness, full forgiveness, and company of your Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hereafter, in the highest levels of Jannatul Firdaus. Subhana rabbika, rabbil izzati amma yasifoon, wa salamun al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi wa sallam.